Hi, we here at Grace Life would love to help you discover Jesus' unconditional love and grace for you. We pray that this message will be a blessing to you and further establish you in the truth of God's Word. So, we are looking at a series called Unfolding and we're revealing Jesus in Moses and the Prophets. We're revealing Jesus in Moses and the Prophets and uh, it's a... Uh, it's been an adventure. Who's been on this adventure with us? Okay, this is week four. And in the week, I was like, people speaking to me like, are we continuing with unfolding? Are we continuing with unfolding? I said, well, I hope we do. Uh, but, but maybe you hope we do too. So we're looking at really what is the Old Testament all about? And uh, that's, a, that's a big question. We're looking, we're diving into the Old Testament and we see basically, did God change? Because there's a perception out there that God it gets friendlier Throughout the Bible. Now, <laughs> I like your laugh, Bernard. But uh, I've heard a minister say that. When they read the Bible, they see God getting friendlier. Like that's a total misunderstanding of the word. Because the word clearly says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. <laughs> like good red wine, isn't it? <laughs> it gets softer. Like God, God is dropping his filters and uh, he's, uh, he's getting more emotional. No, that, that's not true. God is the same. The word says there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, so the sun was made when? In Genesis. So there's nothing new since that. So God has a, had a plan. And uh, just, we don't have worship next door, but we have uh, something else. <laughs> it's the angels confirming the voice, amen? You're going to have to just listen to me, I'll speak up a bit, but uh, we're looking today at Abraham. Okay, Abraham, the father of faith. Okay, the father of faith. I thought someone was going to say the father of Israel. I'm glad we don't have to start there. So Abraham is the father of faith, and he is a, he's got many, many sons, or does he? I remember singing that song, Father Abraham has many sons, many sons as Father Abraham. And I don't know for what reason, but my mom always wanted us to sing that song to family, to, to, like, I don't sing. I mean, my wife sings. She's the, the beautiful one that was up here with the guitar. It's not my thing to sing, okay? I rhyme, you hear that. It's not my thing to sing. But I was like, that song is wrong. That song is wrong if you read. Galatians 3, that song is wrong. Even that rhymes, huh? The Holy Spirit is on fire this morning. <laughs> the song is wrong because the word clearly says in Galatians 3 that Abraham actually had one son. The seed, not seeds. And what Paul is writing in Galatians, he's actually he's, he's putting the Jews straight. Like big time. I don't know about you, but we think Galatians is about Lord grace. We thought that. Galatians is about Abraham. <laughs> Galatians is about Abraham. Galatians 3 and 4, it's all about Abraham, Isaac, it's about Ishmael, it's about Sarah. So how can that be? I thought, that's Old Testament. So you see, we need to rightly divide the word of truth. And that was part two, I think, of, of the series. And you, uh, you, can't, you can now not only just get the recordings, but you can also get the, um, the notes. Okay? So uh, we're making notes. I'm going to switch this off, Gunrod. See if that helps at all. We, we have to rightly divide the word of truth according to 2 Timothy 2.15. And we looked at the Amplified translation of that. It says, accurately, rightly divide, accurately teaching. So we need to know what are the different parts of the word. And um, in Genesis 15, Genesis 15, 
verse 6 says, And Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. And everyone said, Amen. Okay? Because Abraham is the father of faith. So, what did Abraham believe? What did Abraham, never a dull moment, eh? like you thought church is boring. <laughs> what did Abraham believe? Why was he counted righteous? Now there's many answers and I had many answers and spoke to my sister yesterday and, and, and I shared some of what I'm going to share with you today and she's like, is that in the Bible type of thing? I'm like, yes, we, we just didn't read it. We read it wrong. What did Abraham believe? Well, a lot of people say Abraham was a faith because he was a friend of God. Well, the word says even the demons believe in shudder but we're not going to have them with us in heaven. Okay, so that isn't, well, Abram obeyed. He went when God said. Well, obedience isn't faith. Obedience is the result of faith. Faith without works is dead, yes, but you need the faith in your heart first before you act on it. So what did Abraham believe? It wasn't a faith because he obeyed. It was a faith because he believed. Now, we, in Genesis 15 there, it says about Abraham and the key word there is righteous. I don't know about you, but righteous for me is such a New Testament term. I don't expect to see the word righteous in Genesis 15. I expect to see it in Ephesians and Galatians and Colossians and Romans. I expect to, to see it after the cross. Who's with me? Okay. 1 Corinthians 5.21 He who knew no sin became sin so that we could become what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So that speaks about after the cross. Now, the question then is, what is the Old Testament all about? What is the Old Testament as we know it? Or a better way to divide it now that we've learned in the last few weeks is Moses and the prophets. The Torah, the books of Moses, and then the prophetic words, including the Psalms. So John 5, verse 39, Jesus speaks. Now, who knows? It's good when Jesus speaks. <laughs> There's something to be, to be seen there. So Jesus speaks and he says, you search the scriptures, meaning Moses and the prophets, the Old Testament as we know. It. You search what Moses wrote, you search what the prophets wrote, and he's speaking to the Pharisees. He says, for in them you think you have eternal life. He says, you think in the scriptures, in the prophecies, in Moses, in the Torah, in the law, you think you have eternal life. And he says, but these are they which testify of me. So he's saying you're looking for a way to get to eternal life, and you look for it by works. But these, these scriptures, these verses, these Old Testament books, is not about works to get into eternal life. They actually foretell a story, they foreshadow, they prophesy what? Jesus. Okay, now a lot of people want to throw away sort of the Old Testament, and if you go into many hospitals, this is something I realized, it's actually shocking, you get what Bible? New Testament and Psalms, maybe. It's not bad, but it's not complete. Because a lot of the New Testament, luckily for us, quotes the Old Testament. So they quote from the Old and then they explain. And they say, this is what Joel said. Acts 2. Peter stands up. The Holy Spirit just came, poured out. People think they're drunk. And it's actually, you need to read it right, because it was only in the upper room, it was only a few people, and now they come out of that room, if you will, at nine in the morning, and everyone thinks like, Wichatz. these guys are off their, off their whackers. And then Paul says, uh, Peter stands up and he says, this is what Joel 
prophesied. Joel 2. And then you can see the quotes. If you have a good Bible, it's actually sort of tabbed in and maybe in italicized. And there's a footnote that says this is Joel 2, 39 or whatever. So now you know this is the fulfillment of what was promised or what was prophesied. And now the Bible sort of like, it's as if those gears kick in and it becomes one powerful unit. For me, it's become so condensed, the Word of God. It's become more and more powerful. So Jesus here says that in verse 45, He says, Do not think that I shall accuse you to the Father. That there is one who accuses you, Moses, in whom you trust. For if you believed Moses, if you believed the Torah, if you believed Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy, Numbers, Leviticus, if you believed those books, you would what? believe Jesus. Why? For Moses wrote about me. These verses are in your Bible too. <laughs> you need to check it out because I saw this and I was like, wow, wait, Jesus, what are you up to? So we're asking the question, what did Abraham believe? So where do we read about Abraham? Genesis. Genesis 11 to Genesis 18. Genesis 22, I think. Maybe further. Who wrote that? Moses, okay? So what did Moses write, write about? About Abraham? Or about Jesus? <laughs> well, we can debate about it, or we can just believe what Jesus said, what Jesus said, Moses wrote about me. Okay? That's the verse. So that then gives us a whole new lens by which to go into the Old Testament. Now we're going to go look for Jesus in the Old, and that's what we're really doing with unfolding. And um, that's exactly what Jesus did on the road to Emmaus. After the crucifixion, after the resurrection, he ministers. And he, minister, he doesn't multiply bread, and he doesn't raise the dead, and he doesn't do any of those things. He buys meat early morning next to the beach. Okay, that, that's awesome. Pierre says, yes, man. <laughs> Don't neglect that, okay. But he ministers from the Old Testament scriptures. He opens, he expounds what? The things concerning himself. And you can read that in Luke 24. Now, Paul basically does the same thing. Paul has a revelation. He has a massive revelation. He knows the scriptures back to front. He's a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was set up like a golf ball on a tee by God for this job. He knew the scriptures back to front. And when those revelations hit one after the other, I think his head just like exploded, exploded, exploded for 14 years. <laughs> he was just like, wow, this feast is about Jesus. Wow, the Exodus was about Jesus. Wow, Abraham was about Jesus. Wow, Isaac wasn't the promise, but the promise came through Isaac. And the Holy Spirit just fell in the room there in the corner. Amen. Really exciting morning here. Uh, if you're not in the room, you're online, you don't, you're missing out, I promise you. <laughs> But um, Galatians 3 and verse 5 now goes on and it says, I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Good question. But he says, he answers it for us. He says, of course not. It is because you believe what? The message you heard about Christ. The Bible has one message. It's the message of Christ. In the same way, Okay. So why do we get the Holy Spirit? It's when we believe. Why do we believe the message about Christ? In like manner, in the same way, what now? Abraham believed. Abraham believed. Okay. So Abraham believed God. 
And God counted him righteous because of faith. Now this is where we can debate it, or you can just agree with the word. What did Abraham believe? In the same way that you and I hear the message about Christ, Abraham heard the message about Christ, and he believed, and he was counted righteous. I like that frown, because it means you're not just taking what I say. (laughs) It's good. That's why we have notes. If you leave the service, you can get the notes outside, because I present to you things, and you need to go study it out for yourself. Luckily, the word continues, and Galatians 3 doesn't stop there, but I'm going to go in a roundabout, and then we're going to come back to Galatians 3, and then we're going to land the plane. Okay, you guys good with that? So I, I, I put a hypothesis, I put a statement before you. I say in the same way that we believe the message about Christ, Abraham believed when he heard the message about Christ. And he was therefore counted as righteous. What is covenant? It's a promise. Okay? So you can't build a country on a lick and a promise, but you can trust God on his promise. So God makes a covenant with Abraham. God makes a promise. And the promise is key. Because the promise has got nothing to do with sons. It's got nothing to do with donkeys and servants. It's got nothing to do with Canaan. Because if we are blessed with Abraham, then why are we in South Africa and not in Israel? Why are we not fighting for the land of Canaan? That was the promise. Then we're missing out. You see, we, 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 we know and we believe, but we need to think. As Christians, we need to think. Okay. So how can you believe? Where does faith come from? That's the other way to ask it. So faith comes by hearing. So where do we get that? Romans 10. So don't take my word, take the word. Romans 10, 14. How then shall they call on him on whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The word preacher there is key. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, when you read as it is written, it's going to quote something. Jesus quoted the word against the the devil. He says, it is written. Where was it written? In the Old Testament. So if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us, isn't it? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that we what? Preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. So we're talking about this preaching, this gospel, this peace message, but it was written a long time ago. Verse 16 says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. Okay, so who's they? It's an important question. You see, this is how you do Bible study. You don't just read through it. Who's they? Who's they? Who are they talking about here? And if you think it's just between Jesus and Paul, then you're wrong. Because the next part says, For Isaiah says, Lord, who hath believed our report? That is a direct quote from Isaiah 53. The Holy Spirit woke me up with this. Oh no, I was already awake with one of the boys. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit sort of opened this to me the other night probably morning around 3, 3.30. And he was just like, I, I just heard this word, the report is the gospel. And I searched it and I found Isaiah 53. And then later that I find Romans 10 that confirms it. 
So here Romans 10 confirms it completely for it says the gospel is what Isaiah spoke about when he said they do not believe our report. Report is news. A news reporter. So they're bringing news. They're bringing the good news. They're bringing the gospel. Now you can read Isaiah 53. That's Isaiah 53 1. And if you don't think it speaks about Jesus, just read on. If you know a bit about the um, Messianic, Messianic, thank you, Ushi. Messianic prophecies, you know, Isaiah 53, Psalm 22, there's a few others. But that's sort of, you read it on and it is clear as day that it is speaking about Jesus. Now we come to an often misquoted verse that says, So then, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You see, if we just quote that verse, faith comes by hearing, we don't know what we need to hear. But as so then, links it to the previous verse, links it to the good news, links it even to Isaiah. Sort of. <laughs> the Amplified says, So faith comes from hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning the Christ. I'm asking you, why was Abraham righteous? It's because he believed. And I'm asking you, what did Abraham believe? And I'm presenting to you that he believed the promise of God, which is the gospel about Christ. It's the only way that you can be righteous. That we will agree to, but now when we think, how did Abraham become righteous? Now, now it's a challenge. And I agree it's a challenge. But thank God for, for, for Galatians 3. Thank God for Romans 4. It speaks about Abraham. Thank God for Romans 10. That speaks about Abraham. Thank God for Hebrews 11. That speaks about Abraham. So all of a sudden you see this guy is all over. So Abraham believed and it was counted to him for righteous. A second way that we can present this is we say, okay, the first way is faith only comes when we hear the gospel. That's the only way you can believe. Okay? That's why you need to speak the word. You need to sow the seed. It needs to germinate in someone's heart and then they can believe. We can't speak about prosperity and have an awesome service. At the end of the service, say, who wants Jesus? And now you put your hands up. That's fake conversion. Because you need the seed of the word to be born again, born from above. Okay, because if you don't know who Jesus is or what he did, then it doesn't help, help you. Now Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Oh, so difficult sometimes with the translations. Author there is originator, the alpha. He is the alpha of faith. He is the perfecter of faith, the omega, the finisher. He is the start and he is the end. So for me it says without him there is no faith. There can't be, if he is the start and he is the end, he is faith completed and originated, then there is no faith outside of Jesus. Okay? This will bless you. So hang on tight. The word hour is in italics. Not on the screen, but in your Bible. In the King James. He is the author and finisher of faith. Globally. Universe. Not just me and you, Christy, but faith. Meaning there cannot be faith. There isn't faith outside of Jesus. 
So when you hear about Jesus, you hear about what you can now believe in. So you hear about faith, and you get the faith to believe in faith, and now you live by faith. So you cannot have faith in your faith, unless your faith is Jesus. He is faith. He is the beginning, he's the end. What, what, what the writer of Hebrews here is trying to convey is that there's no faith outside of Christ. I'm taking that now and say, okay, if we plug that into the story of Abraham, he was off. So he had to have heard about Jesus. Make your notes because remember I said we're going on a roundabout and we're going to land the Boeing. Okay. I'm not here to minister confusion. I'm here to minister freedom. Faith originates in Christ. Let's paraphrase it. It says, looking unto Jesus, the originator, the start, the perfecter, the finisher of faith. The translation says, looking to the author and the perfecter of faith. Young's literally got it right. Sounds like Yoda sometimes, but it gets it right more often than not. So you won't be short sell by, by, by studying that sometimes looking unto the author and perfecter of faith faith as general is originated it starts off and it ends with jesus now romans 4 verse 1 Romans 4 is a clear chapter about abraham it speaks about sarah it speaks about abraham verse 1 in the voice translation says in light of all this what should we say about our ancestor abraham what a good question this morning. <laughs> in light of everything that Peter has gotten up to this morning and everything that God is trying to say to us, what should we say about Abraham? Verse 2, New King James. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the Scripture say? What does the Scripture? Moses and the prophets. What does the Scripture say? It says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him for righteousness. That's Genesis 15, 6, where we started. Now Paul is picking it up, not just in Galatians, but in the writings to the church of Romans, he's picking up the same thing. Verse 5 says, But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. So he, he quotes Genesis 15, 6. He speaks about Abraham, and then he drops the New Testament truth bomb, and he says, this is righteousness by faith. He's saying is there's nothing new under the sun. It's always been this. Now I'm not saying that Jesus died for Abraham or anything like that. I'm saying Abraham heard a promise. Believed the promise. Hebrews 11 clearly speaks of everyone who believed the promise. It's the remnant from Abel. Why was Abel persecuted? Because Cain was a vegetarian. No. It's only in these days that they forbid to eat meat. It wasn't in those days, amen? It was because he believed the promise. Abel is the first noted human being that believed the promise. Adam and Eve was mentioned. They heard the promise. There's no record that they believed the promise. Abel did believe the promise. That's why he brought the offering that was sacrificial because it foreshadowed what was to come. So you can literally go through Genesis, uh, Hebrews 11 and we can preach on every one of those and we can preach how the gospel was shared to them. Probably won't have enough time before the end of the year or 
before we need to move on. Abraham believed God. The Good News Translation says, But those who depend on faith, not on deeds, and who believe in the God who declares the guilty to be innocent, is this faith that God takes into account in order to put him right with himself. Then we looked at Romans 10. Let's look at verse 16 just to, to catch it up there. It says, But they have not all obeyed the gospel. So we're taking Romans. We're talking about Abraham. Now Romans 10 goes on. And it says that they had about these good tidings. But they have not all obeyed. What is the word there? It's the word gospel. And we thought gospel is a New Testament thing. He's referring to the old. You can go read the context. He says, they did not believe. And if you don't agree with me, just let's read on. He says, for Isaiah says. When did Isaiah say that? In the old. <laughs> and he spoke about the ones that he shared the gospel with. And he says, they did not believe our report. So you can see how the writer, Paul there, he takes gospel and report and he uses it interchangeably. And you can actually, because gospel is good news and report is news. Okay. Isaiah 53 verse 1. Who hath believed our report? That's the gospel. Who did believe the gospel? But the news. The news report. The good news. And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Oh, this is, this is amazing. This is so, so deep. The arm is the strength of God. Okay, that's why when you show strength, this is how you show it. Okay, carrying babies these days, so I can, not weights, but 12 and a half Ks now. Strength is in the arm. That's where the word army comes from. The army of a country is the strength of the, it's the same root word here, it goes way back. So it says, they didn't believe our report, but to whom is the strength of the Lord revealed. The strength of the Lord is Christ. Seated at my right hand. What is at your right hand? Your arm. You see, Psalm 78 says that the Old Testament was dark sayings. doesn't mean evil. Not Halloween stuff. It means it's parables. It's deeper. It's, it's, it's under the surface. So Isaiah speaks of prophecy, he prophesies, he preaches. And actually, if you think about all the Old Testament prophecies, it wasn't for telling the future in terms of what is going to happen so much. And, and it was basically revealing the promise of what is going to happen. Isaiah 61. That's a promise. It in the Old Testament. Got it in, the, in Moses. Isaiah 53. It's a promise. It's prophesied, yes, but it's a promise. They were not like voodoo kings. They were just promising and repeating God's promises. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? You need to hear the report. You need to hear the gospel to have the revelation of the strength, the power of God to save, which is Christ. Ever heard the gospel from Isaiah 53 verse 1? You just did. You know what is so powerful about this? You can go to the Jews, you can go to the uh, Muslims, and we can use what they, their writings, they, they will believe the Torah. They will sit with you when you speak about Isaiah. 
And that is exactly, exactly what Jesus did. He revealed himself, the scriptures. He unfolded, he expounded, he translated the Old Testament for them. And that's what we're doing, and this is now week four. And I don't know when we will end. Because that is what Jesus did, and this is what we're doing. To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Hebrews 11, verse 39. We said Hebrews speaks about all these heroes of faith. Actually, we made it out to be completely something else. If you want a great new car, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know what the substance is? Jesus. The promise is now fulfilled in the substance. Faith is Jesus. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the promise that was prophesied in the old. The good things yet to come. Bad tidings of Jesus. Share the gospel from Hebrews 11.1. 1. It's not about faith, it's about Christ. Because he is death. It simplifies things. It unrattles some of the old. Maybe your trailer is a bit wonky. You hit a few potholes on the way this morning. Or uh, as we go, you, 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 you're trying to figure out, what, what is this guy up to? Someone once said to me, when the trailer wobbles, you need to floor. Don't break. That's what I'm doing. I'm flooring into the Old Testament as deep as I can. And if you see the verses we're using, it's New Testament. It's Romans, it's Hebrews, it's Galatians, it's John. So you cannot separate the two. All these things, look at this, verse 39. All these, so he just listed everyone from Abel to Samson to Samuel to Moses to Abraham, all these, the remnant, the ones who believe the promise, all these having obtained a good testament, the King James uses the word report, a good report, same word as I used. All of them have received the gospel, the covenant promise, through faith. How does faith come? By hearing the gospel. Faith cannot come without hearing the gospel because faith is Jesus. Faith comes by hearing the gospel. We know that, we quote that Romans 10, but now we need to link that to Hebrews 11, but we've heard Hebrews 11 so many times taught in a different way, that made it what? Works. Made it works. Your faith. No, my faith is by Jesus. It's like when I went to have coffee with a, a Muslim friend of mine, and I realized quickly that we're of the same agenda. It was also evangelical, if you know what I mean. I was reminded of it yesterday when we were, uh, went for the go-karting at uh, Century City, and that's where we had this, this coffee, this conversation. And we were of the same agenda, so we, I, I was like smiling on the inside. This guy, I'm here with an agenda, clearly. I want to see him come to Christ. And he wanted me to see come to Allah or, or, I don't know, start praying on my knees and looking north or something. And he said, Peter, I've observed you. You'll make a great Muslim. I don't know if my beard is thick enough or uh, my skin is pale, so it's not that. Like, and... In that instant, the Holy Spirit dropped the answer in my heart. And I said to him, you know what, Ibrahim, I will not. Because I need Jesus. And your religion 
doesn't have it. That's a Holy Spirit answer if you ever had one. All you see in me, all the good you think you see is not me, but it's he that lives in me. And when I give up him, then I am nothing. If I give up him, then there is nothing left. Then this is filthy rags. Then this is despising shame. Then this is, this is just sin. This is a blob of dust. The natural man, the dust man. That's all that you, t- if you take the supernatural out of me, then he didn't have an answer for that. Because it's works, works, works. I'm saying you that faith is not works. Faith is believing, believing the gospel, believing Christ. Faith is the substance and the substance of things hoped for is Christ manifest. Hebrews 11.1, one, if you ever wanted to explain it to someone. Where, does we, where do we go from there? We go to verse 39 and it says, All these have obtained a good report through faith. All these have believed the gospel, the good news, the promise through faith. God having provided, um, sorry, received not the, verse 39, promise. What is the promise? It's the fulfillment of the covenant. It's the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, according to Galatians 3 and verse 14. We're going to go around the mountain, we're going to land there. Okay. They did not what? Receive the fulfillment, says the Amplified Classic, of what was promised. So they believed the promise, but now look at verse 40. It says, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. He is the originator, but he's also the perfector of faith. Where is that? Hebrews 12. What comes before Hebrews 12? Hebrews 11. What is the setup? The gospel promised, now fulfilled, looking unto Jesus. How did Abraham believe? Looking unto Jesus. How did Moses believe? Looking unto Jesus. How did Abel believe? Looking unto Jesus. Where did he hear the gospel? Where did Abel hear the gospel? His mom should have told him. She heard it in Genesis 3.15. And your seed crushed the snake's head. Don't have time for that. That's last week. Get the teaching. We're going somewhere. What comes after Hebrews 11? Hebrews 12. Looking unto Jesus, the author, the originator, the perfecter of Faith, not our faith. Faith, faith in general. Italicized words means they were added there by the translator to make grammatical sense, actually to confuse us, because that is not grammar. That is changing the object from the subject of the sentence. So Acts 3 and verse 20. And all ye shall send, and he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was what? Preached unto you. When is this? What is the context? Paul, uh, I always say Paul. Peter and John went up to the temple at the gate called Beautiful. There's a lame beggar. They say, we do not have silver and gold. No one preaches on that. So let's move on. 
We do not have silver and gold, but what we have is life, is healer, is the, the one, the Christ, the hope, the future, the faith. We have that. What we have, we give you. Get up and walk. He gets up and walk and the whole town is in uproar. And all the religious people are angry when people get healed. I don't understand that. Now, what does, I, what does, what does Peter do? He sp- explains to them by what power did he see this healing come forth. And he says that he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was what? Preached unto you. This is, this is days after the cross and the resurrection. So before is not a few days before. It means of old. It means in the days of Abraham, your forefathers. He was who? Christ was what? Preached unto you. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all His holy prophets since what? The world began. God has for always promised Jesus since the world began began. God is not new. Jesus is not plan B. God is not friendlier than he was. God has forever had a plan and the plan was Christ. All the prophecies is about Christ. All the scriptures is about Christ. Jesus says, all these scriptures speak about me. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning. Same word for first fruits. He is the first fruits. And when the first fruit is given, offered, the whole harvest is holy. He is the firstborn. John 10, John, John 1, John knew this. John picked up on it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In the beginning. Since the world began, the plan was Christ. Now what about the law? Thank you for asking. It is the only conditional covenant in the whole Bible. And it only came because Israel rejected the promise. God was on the mountain having a party and waiting for them to join in. And they said to Moses, we're not going. We want to work for it. Read your Old Testament. And then God gives a set of rules. And for some reason, I know the reason that humanity... We want rules. We want to control the outcome. We want to, to measure ourselves. We want to see how holy we are, how good we are, how faithful we are. How, how, and, and, oh, I must just be better than Lorenza because there's 144,000 places and if I'm just above her then... That's what some people make a lot of money on. I mean, build a lot of churches on. That is not Christianity, Michael. It's not what it's about. A sinner is not someone who does wrong. A sinner is someone who does not have God residing on the inside of them. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned. All are in black. And why? What does it mean? Because they've fallen short of the glory of God. The glory there is the docks are the life, the light. Jesus says, I came to give what was missing. I pour out my life. Receive the seed forever. God has for always promised since the world began. Look at verse 24. Yea, all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, 
and in your seed shall the kindreds of the earth be blessed. That is the covenant. That is the promise. That is Christ. That is about Jesus. Who was it promised to? It was promised to Abraham. It's not about donkeys and slaves and servants and land. If you're still not with me, why are you not in Canaan? Blessed with blessed Abraham. No. Because of Abraham. Because of his seed. Where was I now? Galatians 3 verse 7. So we, we just saw from Acts 3 that the promise was made to Abraham. And he quotes the promise there. But it's a parable. Now Galatians explains this to us in verse 7. It says, Know you therefore that they which are of faith, the same are what? The children of Abraham. Why? Because Abraham is the father of faith. He is the father of Christ. He is the father of faith. Yes, I agree. Because in your seed will all men be justified. In your seed will faith comes to substance. And your seed is the promise fulfilled. Because it speaks about in Galatians 4 so clearly that Ishmael was the son of slave woman, the son of works, the son of the flesh. But Ish, uh, Isaac was the son of promise. Son of covenant. And in his line, Christ comes. In Galatians 3, I think it's about 24, and we're not going to get that far probably this morning, is saying that God never promised seeds as in plural. Promised seeds, singular, which is the Christ. We're almost around the mountain. We're going to come in for a landing now. Remember I asked you in the beginning, what did Abraham believe? Why was he counted righteous? Galatians 3 and verse 8. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel to Abraham. What? Abraham believed. Believe the promise. Believe the gospel. I just love it. I make this whole case and I build faith from Romans 10 and I show you from Hebrews 11 and, and I build it up and then we just have Paul just saying it there, right there, boom. But I did it so that you hopefully trust me a little bit more. Because <laughs> I'm presenting to you things that I study out. I'm presenting to you things that I see in the verses and the scriptures. That I see that, I, that, that we don't just come and try and... We're not preaching for itchy ears. Preaching for freedom. Preaching for life. We're preaching to awaken hearts and to see people come to a passionate gospel living. I want to just park here, put a handbrake up and just look at this verse. God, scriptures that Moses and the prophets foreseeing, prophesying, knowing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached what? The gospel to Abraham before saying, In all the nations shall, in you, all the nations shall be blessed. And then the Israelites say to Jesus, But we are the sons of Abraham. Did you not read? It's for all nations. 
That's why Jesus comes and after the, the cross he stands on the mountain and he says, go into all. Because the promise is for everyone. The blessing of Abraham is for everyone. So what is the result of faith? It's the blessing of Abraham. Galatians 3 and verse 9. So then those who are of faith, not those who are in faith, not those who are faithing it out, not those who are standing in faith or standing on the word, or no, those who are of faith, those who are born of faith, those whose, whose eternal passport says, saved by faith, signed by Jesus in his those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. What did Abraham believe? Verse 8 says he believed the gospel. Now it makes sense that we can have the same promise as Abraham because we believe the same thing. Now God starts to make sense. Now he's fair. Now the Old Testament makes sense. I don't know about you. For me, I'm maybe thinking aloud. So, the New Living says, So all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. So what is the blessing? What did Abraham believe? I hope we answer that by now. Second question is, what is the blessing of Abraham? So Galatians 3, we're going to go from 9 to 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And all the grace people said, Amen. And they stop there and they come up for worship and they sing hallelujah. But let's read on, won't we? That, so that, because of, linked to, this is the result of the cross, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles, how? In Christ Jesus, why? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit, how? Through faith, through Christ, through believing the message. Not through works, not through doing, but through Him. Who hung on the cross, poured out his life, so that the Holy Spirit can be poured out on all of us. The voice says it so beautifully. It says, this is what God had in mind all along. See, God is not mysterious in a sense that we don't know what he's about. The word is all about what God's about. He is mysterious in a way that we need to reveal it, we need to translate it, we need to enlighten our hearts. But so... Much thank you for God for giving us the New Testament epistles. That is the study notes, if you will, the explanation of the scriptures, of the prophecies of the Torah. Because that is the explanation of God. The blessing he gave to Abraham might extend to all nations through the anointed one, Jesus. And we are the beneficiaries of this promise of the Spirit that comes only by faith. You are blessed with believing Abraham if you believe Christ. Faith now has substance because the promise has manifested. And we now not live in the originator, the, the starter, the author, the spoken word. No, we live in the fulfilled word. So we have the origin, the alpha. And we have the Omega, perfection, the finisher. Colossians 2 says that we all are now complete in Him. Your faith is complete. 
you believe and receive Christ Jesus, in that moment you receive the Holy Spirit. He comes and lives in you. Fruit of the Spirit is includes that. If the fruit of the Spirit is love, it's faith by love. Beautiful. Beautiful. Guess what? This is applicable to every single rich or poor, healthy, unhealthy. Whatever color, whatever ethnicity, whatever background. If you even don't want to believe the New Testament, let me take you to the Old. Let me show you, expound to you, let me translate, let me unfold what God is all about. Amen. We'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like us to pray with you, please contact us at info at gracelife.co. If you'd like to order more resources or discover more about us, you can visit our website at www.gracelife.co or find us on Twitter, Facebook and YouTube.